I just want to say that the the movie I thought would do worst last year didn't even get released. So <laughs> I just want to say that one of your most anticipated last year turned out to be real bad. Was that was that that Muppet one? Yeah. Oh my gosh! The puppet, the, shockingly, the puppet porn movie turned out to be a bad one. <laughs> I didn't know that's what it was going to be. Clearly, clearly, Matt had actually shame. Shame, shame. Hey, everyone, welcome to the fascinating podcast. I'm Matt Michelatos. I'm Clay Morgan. I'm JR Forresteros. And I'm Kathy Kong. On this week's show, we're looking ahead to summer and summer movies. And we're making uh, wildly unfounded predictions. At least most of us are. There's one of us who will get it all correct, I'm sure. And that is almost certainly Clay Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) I felt so good about it all last year. I know. How do you guys remember how it now? Now we should. There's a big asterisk by last year because, of course, Kathy was not on the team yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel but, like Jr. You're not being considering that I went out of my way to do the math. To <laughs> you guys had forgotten we'd even made predictions, and I decided to do it all. And then I was honest about the fact that you won, and you're not being very gracious. I'm not being gracious about the fact that you were honest. Like you expect treats or prizes for being honest he's a millennial <laughs> uh, that's exennial to you jr's they are, they are the millennial here uh, uh, if we're using exennial as a quote-unquote thing then i'm also an exennial sorry what do you mean mm. as a quote i'm a social scientist i'm qualified to call it a thing okay then if it's a thing i'm also that are you <laughs> yeah <laughs> judging by the date range that they released for it stop trying to put that millennial in a box and JR's got to have everything. <laughs> uh, well, before we get to that, I, I w- was hoping that you all had seen some other movie news this week because I need to. I need you to help me resolve a very important dilemma. What's that? There was a trailer that dropped this week for a movie called The Velocipaster. Yeah. And oh it is about gosh. a priest who, after experiencing a trauma, gains the ability to transform into a velociraptor and uh, as one would, he, he wonders why has God done this to him? And he wonders whether or not it might be so that he can be God's strong right claw of vengeance. Oh, man. I had not seen, I had not heard of this, and I this just watched horrifying. the trailer. It is one of the most amazing trailers ever made in human history. Okay, so Clay, this affects you as well. We are recording this on uh, Wednesday, April 24th. One Friday and one week from now, so this is on Friday, May 3rd, the Velocipaster makes its world premiere debut at Texas Frightmare in <gasps> Dallas, Texas. No way. So my question for you all is, uh, it is it is a $30 one-day ticket to get in on Friday, and it's a midnight premiere. So what's, what's should Clay and I, it, uh, it's a week from Friday, May 3rd. Um, so should should I'm Clay a, and I I'm go out. to this? Bye. <laughs> Me too. I, I didn't expect y'all to fly down for it. I mean, that'd be great. But do you think Clay and I should go? Oh, for sure. Yes. 
Do you think Jen and Amanda should go with us? Yes. And I will reach out to the filmmakers and see if I can get a hold of them. And maybe you guys can get a little interview in. Maybe we can get you some passes, reporter passes. There is a Q&A with the uh, premiere, because obviously it's the world premiere. So. Also, you're a pastor. This should be an easy sell. And, and Clay's a historian, and dinosaurs are historical. That's right. Right. And the priest travels to China to find deeper spirituality, so we can talk what? all about appropriation. Is and that where they keep deeper spirituality? Yes, yes. of course. There's a big jar of it there. Okay. Multiple um, jars. Should it be Velocipriest? No. Priest doesn't rhyme with raptor as much as pastor. I'm just saying, should it then should it have been a Protestant pastor? Matt. Do priests refer what to themselves are you even as here pastors? For? I feel like there are so many questions I already have. Matt. This is art. Have you watched the trailer? <laughs> Did you hear the Aussie narration? Oh, it's the Aussies? Oh, fine. No, there's nothing Australian about the scenes, just the narrator. Oh, well, there you go. Makes it so good. Is it? Okay, uh, well, okay. Uh, Clay, I'm 100% serious. If you're down, uh, I'm, I'm happy to make this happen with JR, you. JR, I never doubt your earnestness or sincerity. But, okay, uh, so. You, well, no, I, I can't commit to something so far in advance. It's two weeks. It's 10 days. 10 days? <laughs> yeah. Double digits. Mm. Tomorrow, you can figure it out tomorrow. Whoa, whoa! Let's let's just slow down, everybody. Slow the roll. I am actually pretty sad about how many of our listeners you're going to let down, Clay. Well, fortunately, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're the bad boy of the podcast. I'm that's disappointed right. at how many of our co-hosts you're going to let down, Clay. I didn't say no. I just said okay. don't make me commit to things so far in advance. Jeez. Don't don't make you commit to attending the world premiere screening of Velocipastor. Um, I am a monster. I need to well, speak spiritual counsel to too without seeing the movie. Spiritual um, counsel? Are you going to go to China to? No, <laughs> Kathy. I was actually meaning to ask you if you would be my spiritual advisor on this matter. Uh, that would right, be fine. for the sequel, Yogasaurus. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so if you are a longtime listener, you may remember that last summer we did, well, last spring, we did a summer movie preview where we predicted what the biggest box office winners and losers of the summer were going to be. And then we kind of kept tally throughout the summer. And at the end of it, Clay did some very honest accounting. And uh, so we're going to do the same thing this year. Obviously, Kathy's in the mix now. So who knows what's going to happen? Uh, but the first question we have, and this is the thing. We are bracketing out Endgame because it crashed every movie ticketing app that existed when tickets went on sale. Uh, the, I don't know if you all saw this, but multiple AMC theater locations are going to be open for 72 hours straight this yes. weekend because they just are showing it nonstop because they kept selling out showings. This is so, really strange to me because like Jen and I just figured we were going to pass and wait until it was out a little bit, like a week or so. And then we decided, like, nah, we'll go on opening weekend. And the theater right up the street has, like, lots of tickets. So we just bought some tickets today. I'm hearing that people are paying thousands of dollars on eBay, though, in certain parts. But you're not going on Thursday night, right? Oh, is that what specifically is the issue? Yeah, like opening night premiere. Yeah. Did you see people spent, like, thousands of dollars on eBay to buy 
two tickets. Well, people sold the. I don't know if did anyone actually buy those or right. is that They're just what posted. they were going for? To sell, but I don't know if anyone. Has oh, okay. I thought they'd actually tickets. purchased, which in Jersey, which was crazy. I mean, it is Jersey. Maybe. But. I mean, yeah, Jersey. So, <laughs> big fan, Jersey. Uh, Love to have you on the so show. So yeah. So all that to say, we're bracketing out Endgame. We we could be wrong, but we are assuming that Endgame is going to be far and away the like they're expecting it might break a billion dollars domestically. Not this weekend, but yeah, just no. They're saying a billion dollars first weekend potentially, but that's no worldwide. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, saying okay. I'm saying that like the the strongest box office performance ever for a film just in the United States was Star Wars: The Force Awakens, and it was just over 900 million domestically. So they're saying that by the time it's out of theaters, Endgame might break one billion just domestically. So uh, that's, that, that's good to bring that up. And Kathy, you know, we've just kind of been finding our way in this uh, in, in recent seasons. So. Are we talking, when we say top grossing movie predictions, we are sticking to last year and only talking about domestic, or are we talking global? I can't remember what we did last year. We did domestic last year. Okay, okay. so not global. Right. I, I mean, we can't. We can change it, but... Okay. I think we should go global because the marketplace has shifted in Hollywood to the global. That's what they're looking for. That's why think- Velocipaster goes to China. They're trying to open up that market. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a good – it doesn't change too much, but it does change some what what is possible and likely. So, If you all want to go global, we can. I think that will change my list pretty substantially. Substantially? Can, yep. can you handle that, JR? I mean I know you put a lot of time into this and you worry about losing so bad. <laughs> oh, I mean I guess I'd have to – I hate to correct you on air, but I definitely don't worry about losing. Because I'm not going to change my list because I believe in what I picked. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying if you change the rules, then, yeah, I'm going to change my list to accommodate the new rules. Let's I don't change see how the that's... rules, and then if it turns out to be to our disadvantage, we'll change it back later after JR's oh, okay. Yeah, let's do yeah, JR that's rules. Cool. What are JR's rules? What? You just change the rules to make it work for you. <laughs> my rules, quote-unquote my rules, are the rules we played by last year because okay. I'm a monster. You are a monster. <laughs> Velocipasser is based on you. Okay, so – JR, your new caveat this year is that we must state them also in the order we think is like best to second best to third best, right? So yeah. the order we say these in is our stated prediction. Of the global box office totals by the end of August. Yes? Yes, sure. And it's okay. too bad that our listeners cannot see what's happening on our <laughs> Google <laughs> Doc right now because Clay, Matt, and Jr. are all <laughs> changing their answers. Kathy, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I just said I was changing my list. Yes, Jr. did, but Clay and Matt, like right away. <laughs> I changed mine to more closely reflect Clay's. <laughs> mm. Did you? All right. So here's the question: What is the what is the other than Avengers Endgame? What is the biggest domestic box o- or sorry global box office total by the time we get to September one? Should All we three ra- of you have the same answer. So well, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Unless Lion King, Clay and Matt, we're gonna change. I don't know where you're. No. You're. Um, we're, with, we're with you, Kathy. Oh, okay. <laughs> So yeah, the three of us have the Lion King. 
The Lion King was on my list mm-hmm. until we changed it to global. So okay. I would love to hear why you have the Lion. Why you think the Lion King is going to be the biggest movie this summer, other than in game, Kathy? Uh, well, Beyonce. I think that um, I was skeptical about this remake, and then I saw um, some of the trailers and some of that CG work and the the. Uh, it's creepy. It's amazing. And I'm hearing people talk about it a whole lot more than I have heard anyone talk about any of the remakes or the sequels. So I'm just throwing it in there because I'm also not as maybe emotionally invested in this contest. <laughs> Since I'm really year. new to this, yes, I'm new to this. So I'm like, you know, I'll just throw that in there because Kathy, do you know what I to love say? it? You know, I've heard there's a punishment about having yeah. to watch some sort of movie. Yeah. I'm going to guess that it might be Velocipaster at the end of all of this. So I, it'll gift. be okay. I'll be all right. Because we don't really have an idea of what's at stake, so. We, I was just asking, like, if you knew what this no. was all about. <laughs> no. Matt, why did you put the Lion King so high? I think I think it has uh, one. It already has so many fans. Everyone's going to take all their children, etc. Uh, I didn't even like the cartoon, to be honest, myself. What? But the um, I think it also has it has such a strong cast mm-hmm. that uh, and a lot of African American actors mm-hmm. that I think it's going to have kind of the Black Panther effect too where there's people uh who are from like it's not going to just be white kids 18 to 24 who go i guess is what i'm saying it's going to have a broader appeal uh and family movies in the summer always do well which there's a bunch on this list but i'm pushing hard into the family space so i'm going to say lion king clay why any, anything else Fine. to add why it's, why it's number two um no i mean it's it is for these movies that were animated once and are now being done in live action. Animated again? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not live action. Quote, unquote. Because they're know. animated yes. animals. But it looks... Th- this one is kind of the most intriguing. Like, people are going to be so curious to see how they do some of these scenes again. But also, yeah, the star power, the epicness of it. Um, I think it'll be great. I think it'll be a smash hit. Potentially no, another the, fir- the first Lion King did seventeen billion in the box office. That's not true. It's <laughs> <laughs> not even counting its acclaimed run on Broadway. Thirty-seven billion. Uh, so here's the thing: I, I had this on my list at number three until we changed the rules mid-show, and then I bumped it off the list. I just don't think this is going to have a, a big global appeal. Um, and I think, given that the it takes animals place in look- Africa. Yeah. I, I'm aware of You're where not Lion have a big global Where field. in Africa? <laughs> it's just in that one country, Africa. It's um, by Pride Rock. Yeah. Um, I, I also think that because the animals look more realistic, it's actually going to be too scary for a number of kids. And there are so many other animated films out this summer uh, that I think it's going to have too much competition to really have the staying power that it needs to get it onto this list, especially from a global perspective. Interesting. So you think that parents in the early 90s looked at this movie differently than parents of today? Uh, Well, yeah, because there's a difference between like a cartoon and something that is computer animated to look realistic. I think a lot of the cartoon scenes were pretty scary. 
yes, uh, with the were. hyenas and stuff. And yeah. so I think you make that look more realistic. Well, it was so good. And it was good for a certain age of people, but I mean, I, again, I, I just, I, we'll see. But I took it off my list completely. Gen X is being sold their childhood and they are going to gobble it up. Oh, yeah, because I'm Gen X and I'm yeah, totally going to gobble it up. And, uh, our kids did watch it when they were young and they were terrified, yeah. but that's okay because that's what therapy is for later on in life. Yeah, we were terrified of the Wicked Witch of the West, right? Six it's, generations. Oh, of yeah, people. that was that was parents creepy. today have such a lower threshold for scaring their kids than parents back in the day. JR, would you say take it from you parents just don't understand? <laughs> yeah, I would say I would say I would say that the Lion King uh, animated to look realistic is not a movie fit for the age of helicopter parents. <laughs> but I think the helicopter parents, their children are older. I think that the parents of the younger kids these days, the one like the the ones who want to see the animated shows, the cartoons, don't care. They don't care. They're going to take their we'll kids. We'll see. They're going to take their kids. Um. Okay, what's number Akuna. two? Because we have some diversity in number my, two. My number two. Well, you're number one. My number Isn't, one, which is oh. number two. Okay, yes. Uh, is Toy Story 4. Okay. It's hard I to bet against Pixar. I think that's a fair guess. It's hard to know where that, those always do well. And Toy Story is like the most reliable Pixar franchise by a long shot. True. Um, Toy Story 3 came out close to a decade ago. Not quite, maybe six six years ago, and uh, man, it was just incredible. That's a franchise that keeps getting better. Um, now I could see an Andyless Toy Story being a little bit less of a draw, but again, it's probably going to be the best animated film that comes out this year. Uh, and so I would just be really surprised if it doesn't rake in all the money. Well, I heard also that in this one, Woody gets the power to control other toys and sends them to murder people. <laughs> oh, so it's it's the Zack Snyder Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, should Which should might we, be I, scary for children? Is all I'm but Toy Story, the last one was dark. I didn't there even were, see that. There one. were some dark twists. It was sad. It was so good, but it was sad. It was sad, but there's. I feel like the the first one was the happiest. Just sad, but like there wasn't any really really dark moments. But the last two, there were moments where I thought, "Oh, this is really." dark and my kids at that point are older so it's it's different and they are looking all three of them are looking forward to toy story and the youngest is 17 so you know yeah they're gonna, i think this movie gonna is go. gonna make all the money okay. all right what's uh clay what's your second pick what do you think is going to be the second most earning i guess third most earning after endgame i am going with aladdin <laughs> Oh, I cannot wait to see how hard your list crashes and burns. <laughs> I said it. This is such a huge mistake, and I love that it's so high on your list. Interesting. Why, rather than me t- say why I think it's going to be so huge, why do you think it's such a huge mistake? Well, one, even though I sharply disagree, I think in general Lion King is much more beloved than Aladdin, and these movies are coming out on top of each other. Uh, so I think most people are going to choose to see Lion King over Aladdin and all of the press behind the marketing for this movie has been a nonstop uh, mockery of how bad the movie looks. Hey, uh, I just want to so. say I'm going to Aladdin, but not Lion King. Yeah, I Thank think you. it's interesting that, Jr. that you think that people who want to see Lion King don't want to see Aladdin. I don't want to see Aladdin. Mm. I'm not saying they don't want to. I'm saying if they're, if they're going to choose 
they're going to choose Lion King as a rule. Um, and and I again, I just think I think uh, I just think Aladdin. I, I don't know why they made this one. Uh, given putting Will Smith as the genie, I think was I. I don't know who you're going to put as the genie, but you can't out Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Uh, all of the marketing. I mean, again, every. I remember when they revealed the genie's look for the first oh, time. Oh, it was awful. It was like, it, yeah. Oh, the memes were hilarious. I yep. mean, why would you make a black man blue? What it it I just can show no, you the world. No, no, no. <laughs> yep. So yeah, we've already gotten our fill of that in Game of Thrones episode one this season. <laughs> yes, so, that's right. Spoilers. I just I just don't think anyone. I just don't think anyone is excited about this movie. Let me ask you this. And what movie do you think will have the highest selling soundtrack this year? Mm. I don't care at all. I couldn't even care less about that. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. I also don't think how that I don't I don't think that in any way translates into box office performance at all. Mm. Tell mm. that to Frozen. Mmm. Mm. Burn. Got burned with Frozen. How's it feel, JR? <laughs> It's a frozen it feels burn. fine. I'm laughing all the way to the bank because you put Aladdin at number two on your list. So. Okay. Well, everybody who knows so much more than I, what is your number two pick, Kathy? I put Fast and Furious. Now, I've never watched any of the movies yes! from that franchise. Um, Kathy, please. It's Fast and Furious presents colon Hobbs, Hobbs and, Shaw. and Shaw. Yes. It's and like I don't. I only know and understand the Hobbs and Shaw part because... Our family was recently at Universal Studios in Orlando, and there's a ride for Fast and Furious, and they talked about Hobbs and Shaw, and I didn't really understand the ride because I've never seen any of the movies, but uh, because it's one of those big rides that people use extra money to get the fast pass for, Mm. I went solely based on that experience and that they keep making these movies. (laughs) So there has to be something about its ability to draw in money. They make a lot of money. Listen, this this is also my number two. It stars The Rock, who is a box office behemoth. Wait, is it The Rock or Dwayne Johnson? Dwayne The Rock Johnson, box office behemoth. And these movies, like Kathy said, they print money. Uh, And especially, especially because we changed the rules midway through the show and made it global (laughs) box office, Mm -hmm. these movies slay. They absolutely slay at the box office. Okay, counterpoint. Globally. Yes, Counterpoint. They also Matt. put Idris Elba as the villain, and he is super hot. Right whoa, whoa! I didn't know that. Yeah, well, that's that's, true. I'm sorry you haven't research. read one thing for this for this movie, Clay. Some of us work for a living, Jr. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry you don't care about this <laughs> franchise. No, I absolutely was. This <clears> is <throat> a dominant franchise, Kathy. It's like a it's like a billion dollar franchise, and I really, really. Regret put it not on putting it instead times. of Aladdin. And here's why I'm leaving it off, even with Idris Elba, because it, The Rock is amazing. Jason Statham is amazing. This franchise is so much fun. I think this is a step back, box office wise, only because it's not the full Fast and Furious franchise. It's not Vin Diesel and the whole crew. And while I think this is going to be a great movie, a fun movie, maybe a four hundred million dollar movie, may, I don't know. I just I'm willing 400 to million global? Hmm? You're saying 400 million global? Well, it'll, it'll probably be a little more net global, but I don't, yeah. think, I don't think it's going to reach yeah. what the last one did. 
There is there is no universe where Aladdin makes more than this movie. I'm sorry. It's going to be fun There's to find no out. Universe? You don't believe in multiverses? I okay. do, Matt. <laughs> okay, I want to know how many hit songs will Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw doesn't matter. There will be at least two. I'm pretty sure there will be at least two. Kathy's calling it. Since she's never seen any of these movies, she's pretty confident. I don't understand how none of you put Spider-Man in your top two. Like, I'm putting mm. Spider-Man as my number two. I could be convinced to put it at number one. I put it's, it as one of my bombs. Spider-Man. What? Yeah. Kathy, that's insane. It's like that's a mistake, Avengers Kathy. That's... is going to do $8 billion, and then this is the next Marvel. Yeah, movie. I just, I don't, I don't, I'm the not Ghost feeling it. The Ghost of Iron it. Man Homecoming was so great. I'm not Spoilers. feeling it. All right, well, that's my number two, Spider-Man, okay. to destroy all. Uh, Spider-Man's my number three for exactly the same reason. I think it's going to sweep up that uh, that in-game afterglow. Um and Kevin Feige has announced that officially Spider-Man Far From Home is the end of, of Marvel Phase 3, not Endgame, as many people predicted. You just made that name up. What? <laughs> it's true. He so, did. and then it looks like... Kevin Feige? Yeah, it's not a real person. The guy who runs the Marvel Cinematic it's not Universe? not a real person. Everybody yeah, knows the guy. So, J.R., once again, is the contrarian, but it looks like Kathy, Matt, and I each took Toy Story 4 for our third pick, which we've already talked about. I was just afraid not to put Toy Story on the list somewhere, basically. Okay, so for posterity, let's do the rundown of, of each person's, what we believe is the second, third, and fourth grossing film. I went with Lion King, Aladdin, and Toy Story 4. There Matt. you go. And I'm... Uh, Wait, where did I go? Lion King, Spider-Man, Toy 4. And I am Lion King, Fast and Furious, Colin Hobbs and Shaw. (laughs) It's Fast and Furious presents Colin Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, So let's let's, let's just, to be clear right here, all three of you have Lion King in your first spot, Mm -hmm. Toy Story 4 in your second spot. So Mm -hmm. second place in this contest... Uh, sorry, in your third, yeah. Second place in this contest is going to be determined by which of you has the correct middle film. Right. Yeah. So no, there's no guarantee that it, we're fighting for second here. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Because the correct list is Toy Story Four, <laughs> Fast and Furious presents colon Hobbs and Shaw, and Spider-Man: Far From Home. I love that you I said think... it out loud. I can't wait till you're <laughs> losing. All right, biggest bomb, Jr. If you if you're so smart. Okay, so let's let's talk about how we're defining bomb. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Here um, we go. Uh, we're talking about in the box, climax of the movie, what destroys the most. A box office bomb is not necessarily the movie that makes the least money because there are lots of small budget movies. Like we were talking before the show about the film Ma starring Octavia Spencer that's going to be coming out. It's a very like ultra low budget horror movie. It's definitely not going to make very much money, but it doesn't have to to be a success. Because it's such a low budget. So when we talk about box office bomb, we're talking about the movie that is going to be the the biggest mistake, the one that's going to lose the most money, the one that uh, we're going to watch and go, "Gosh, how did this? How did this even happen?" But the problem is we don't know movie budgets, so we can't really. Yeah, we do. They don't release all the movie budgets. Yeah, they, they do. Take ballparks. Oh, I don't. It's, it's always on IMDb. Really? Um. Oh yeah. I I am using the definition of which movie is going to make me saddest that it's so terrible. That's my personal definition. I'm glad to use your definition for the competition, but that's how I'm deciding my movie. Uh, I think the biggest bomb of the year by 
far is going to be X-Men Dark Phoenix. That movie doesn't even count to me. It doesn't exist. <laughs> it's so well, bad. unfortunately, it's being released in a theater, so. Yeah. That's true. Sophie Turner can't carry it. I think one day no. I'm like living in an old folks home and I can't convince anyone to change the channel. <laughs> I am surprised wow. now that you would watch X-Men Dark Phoenix over Batman v Superman or Justice League. No, I can't help it. I'm so I can't change the channel is what I'm saying. It could be all superhero movies I don't want. <laughs> so question, question. If you had to watch if you had to watch X-Men Dark Phoenix or Justice League, you had to. Which would you choose? I would choose X-Men Dark Phoenix, yeah, but no I'd be really doubt. mad about it. <laughs> Look, I, I am the person on this show who's probably the only one who's liked anything recently from X-Men, and I have no desire <laughs> to watch that movie. I Jean Grey, I could not care less about the character Jean Grey. That's mm. so mean. Do you mean gaslighting the superhero? <laughs> um, I'm my saddest one, saddest one, biggest bomb. I mean, is New Mutants. I want it to be good because I love the New Mutants comic book, and it's even based on a part of the comic book I liked, and it just looks like garbage. It makes me really sad. Mm. Well, both X Men: Dark Phoenix and New Mutants are Fox properties. And both of them almost didn't get released by Disney after they bought 20th Century Fox, allegedly because they're so bad. Uh, New Mutants is also supposed to be like a horror film that uses the X-Men characters, which I was actually really excited about the idea of like, yeah, let's start telling genre stories with superheroes, not just superhero movies. And uh, apparently it's just terrible. Hmm. So, Kathy, I would like to know which, which one you're settling on. Settling on, I think Aladdin. <clears throat> hey, <laughs> hey, you guys! I've yeah. gotten so bummed out about the new mutant thing that yeah. I'm I'm gonna have to tap out the rest of the show. I just need to go lay in a bathtub with ice on my head. I just feel sad. Aww. So, <sighs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I've written out my other choices, which you guys can debate all you want, including <laughs> I chose one that's not part of this summer, but I don't care. Hmm. Um, and I think you'll be delightfully surprised by my surprising hit that I've shared. Um, but yeah, I got to run. This is fun. I'm looking forward to listening to the rest of the show and, uh, <laughs> and a little later. I'll hold it down. I'll hold the fort down. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Between you. Clay and JR fighting. Thank you. Yeah. Please represent me well, Kathy. <laughs> I will try. So Kathy, you think that Aladdin is going to be the biggest bomb yeah, of the summer. Wait, 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 wait. You have a, you wrote like 17 different titles. Why are you picking I Aladdin? She chose Aladdin. Four, one, oh, five. Huh. And then and then I was told I have to choose. You do have to choose. So yeah. you are in direct opposition to me. What kind of spiritual advisor are you going to be? Oh, I'm going to be one that doesn't go to China to find my deep spirituality. <laughs> Okay. I just think that Aladdin, based on everything that's come out, is going to bomb. So parents I, I, are not going to take their it. kids. Parents aren't mm-hmm. going to take their kids. You know, Gen X is not going to go to relive their childhood. A lot of us are a little mortified about what they've done to Will Smith. So you're saying that perhaps it was a little brash to put so much on this movie that I saw the teaser for once and I thought about predicting for about two seconds based on what I know from the early 90s. Yes. Uh, Here's the thing. It's entirely possible that this movie is great, 
But I think even best case scenario, it's great. And Will Smith is great. Um, that's all going to be word of mouth. And I just don't think word of mouth can overcome several months worth of mockery. Um, like that's what people are going to think of when they think of the Aladdin movie. And, and, and any, any amount of greatness is going to be people saying like, no, I know, but really you've got to see it. And people just with, there's so many other movies out this summer, including a Lion King remake. If you want a Disney remake, uh, people are just, they're just not going to go to it. I don't know. I'm going to stick with it. Cause I've come this far. Okay. Because it's already on the list. Right. So and, you can't change and it. And we've already recorded that segment. Yep, that's right. That's fair. So, so what about you, Clay? What's your biggest bomb? I, I really don't know. I'm gonna I have no idea what budgets are, so I'm even on IMDB and I'm not seeing the budget. But I'm gonna say child's play is gonna be the big bomb. On account of I guess personally, I just that was one horror franchise I never really cared about. Um, but also it's a summer release, which you know, they're trying to take that big swing, but I don't know that that's the best time for um, for this movie in a year. And I feel Clay, like... do you it, know who the voice of Chucky is? Uh, I think I heard, but I, I, I saw the trailer one time. I can't remember now, though. It's Mark Hamill. Yeah, that's right. I did hear that. This movie is another pretty low-budget movie that's going to make all of the money. Is it? Just like it did. Yeah. I think it's going to become one of those like weird cult following. Cult of Chucky was a pretty decent sequel. Now that you well, the other's like oh, it's I like five it. movies. But well, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mark Hamill. So the guy who created Chucky has gone on and made all of the sequels, like Bride of Chucky and Cult of Chucky, and all of those. Um, but the studio that still owns the original rights to the franchise is making this as a standalone reboot sequel. That is not connected to all of the other movies. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't care. So I'm I'm making. I <laughs> know. Uh, I mean, uh, for me yeah. personally, I'm yeah. gonna skip it, and so I'm just taking a flyer that maybe there's a lot of other people who feel the same way. I have no idea how much money they put into it. I have no idea about anything. I just had to pick a movie that would be the biggest bomb and. It's tough. I, it's tough I think the it. level of hype for Child's Play among the horror community is comparable, though slightly less, than the It reboot, reboot, which became the highest grossing horror film of all time. I don't know, man. I think It was it transcended that subculture. I mean, it. Was, oh, I know, I know. But I'm saying, like the the anticipation around this Chucky movie is pretty huge. Okay, that's interesting to me, but uh, that's fine. I can I can be wrong. Will Kathy or Clay, will either of you go see Child's Play? No. I won't. I'll definitely like, watch it sometime, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'll definitely watch it sometime. Maybe, maybe. sort of. <laughs> so you, I will definitely consider future. it. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I haven't asked Peter and the boys if they're interested in seeing Child's Play because all three of them wanted to see it. And I'm pretty sure two of them went and saw it twice. I can't wait for but it. But I have not... Yeah, I've not, I mean, right now everyone's talking about Endgame, so that's all we can think about. Right. Okay, uh, well, let's now move on to something more fun where, where we are not prognosticating anymore and just talking about the films that we're most excited about. So, uh, Clay, what two films are you looking forward to most this summer? <sighs> okay, well, I'm going to just take three, but without commentary. John Wick 3 is coming out. Enough said. Like, that's just, I'm not even going to go into that. My love for John Wick is well known. 
So the two movies that I'm going to really focus on for the purposes of this list are uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because Tarantino makes films that fascinate me, but it's also Brad Pitt and Leo together, which I just can't wait. And it's in, it, it's just my kind of film. So that's uh, the first one. And then The Dead Don't Die, where Bill Murray is going to play the sheriff and uh, um, uh, who are all the people that it's in it? The, Adam Driver. Adam Driver, Chloe Savigny, or whatever you say. Uh, a lot of cameos. That movie that's going to be like a, a zombie comedy. I am just all over that. I cannot wait to see The Dead Don't Die. So that's where I'm at on anticipation. How about... Uh- you, JR. Uh, so there's a ton of great horror coming out. I'm going to leave one off my list because Kathy has it. So I'll just gush when she shares hers. But James Gunn has a new, uh, looks like a pretty low budget horror movie coming out. So he directed Slither, which is a great like B horror comedy. Uh, this new one is basically a superhero horror movie, which I've already said I'd be pretty interested in. It's called Brightburn. Have you all seen the trailer for this one? No. So this is like basically what if Superman didn't have the moral compass that he has. And he's like a kid who gets bullied and then he just decides, oh, wait a second, I'm basically a god and I can do whatever I want. Hmm. Um, it looks pretty pretty great and pretty interesting. And I just, I'm really interested in the concept Sounds of it. Sounds like so, Irredeemable by Mark Wade. Yeah, uh, yeah, similar. I mean, he goes again, off the rails kid, eventually. This kid is like an eighth grader or a ninth grader or something oh, like that. Okay. Right, so he's in high school and he's facing all of the like typical high school teen angst. Um but he's also impossibly strong, can fly and shoot lasers out of his eyes. So, what's yeah, not pretty to interesting. Like? <laughs> <laughs> and then the director of Hereditary, which is my favorite film of a couple years ago, has a new film coming out this summer, starring none other than William Jackson Harper, aka Chidi Anagonye. Uh, it's called Midsomar. And uh, they've released one trailer for it. It's another A24 horror film. It looks really, really creepy. And, you know, Hereditary was. Pretty dang scary, so I'm pretty excited about Midsommar. Yeah, that one looks really scary and really interesting and um, just super freaky. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I just want to give a shout-out to Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which was my favorite horror collection when I was a little kid. The art in it is legendary, and Guillermo del Toro is producing this film, bringing it to life. And so I anticipate the visuals in it are going to basically render me unable to sleep for the rest of 2019. <laughs> okay. Kathy, where are you at on most anticipated? I had uh, Godzilla, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Mm. Um, It does look good. It looks amazing. It looks amazing. It was supposed to come out last year, right? I'm not sure. I just know that they're like, at the end of Kong Skull Island, they went ahead and teased that this was going to be a Universal Monsters or like a, a kaiju like expanded universe, yes, right? And yes. man, yeah. Kong was so good. That was good. So this is the same people that made Kong Skull Island? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, Kathy, <laughs> yes. this is not because you put Aladdin on your list. I I I contemplated putting this Godzilla movie as biggest bust. Oh no, no, no. Just no. because I was guessing no like the budget would be huge and I never even still have seen the last two Godzilla movies. So, so the, the the most recent Godzilla film starring Brian Cranston is this Godzilla. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, I missed that okay. one. Okay. 
So it's Godzilla and then Kong Skull Island and then Godzilla King of the Monsters. And then I'm assuming he doesn't die because King Kong versus Godzilla is in the works. (gasps) So (sighs) dun dun dun. Okay. That is that is some good anticipation. What else you got? Uh, I have the farewell. What is this one? So it's um, I'm not a huge Aquafina fan, um, but I'm here for really? my people. Yeah, I mean I like her, but she's not she's not some someone whose work I'm gonna like chase after all the mm-hmm. time. But this one has had some buzz, did really um, really well at Sundance, and again I think I'm here for my people. So I'm here for the representation um, and. Asian, Asian American uh, cast telling a story that I think uh, will connect with viewers outside and beyond culture. So kind of like um, Crazy Rich Asians, right? Fun rom-com, looks really good, makes people want to eat, that kind of thing. So I'm here for that and I'm excited about it and I'm definitely going to see it, maybe see it more than once. Okay. Um, Will not be seeing Aladdin. Now, Kathy, are you aware of a movie called Hustlers coming out later this summer? Yes. Yes. With with uh, J-Lo and Cardi B and Constance Wu. Yes. How do you and, feel about that? Um, we'll see. I That kind of uh, – because that was going to be my biggest bomb until I saw Constance Wu was in it. And then I backed off because we love Constance Wu. We love Constance Wu. Yes, all of us. All four of us love Constance Wu. But I think it's the, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it says drama, but I'm afraid it's going to be like. Um, Real bad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If Constance like, Wu wasn't in it, like that it's was supposed clearly to be my drama, But it ends up being like a little funny, but it's not supposed to be funny, that yeah. kind of movie. So I don't... Not not quite Superfly, which Superfly was <laughs> one of the worst movies I've ever yeah, seen Yeah, so theater. it's just... Uh, uh, okay. Well, yeah. you know, Matt was going to say that Spider-Man was the most anticipated film. But as a little interlude here, because we're doing good on time, I just want to point something out, and this is very relevant to our conversation. So... Do you two know that Incredibles 2 became the, the top animated film of all time? Not, not, oh, yeah. not terribly surprising, right? Because it's, it's more recent than a lot of things on the list. So it's, right. it's, got all that, it's got all that money, right? So it's really interesting. If you look at the list, because we've been talking about Lion King. Right. Lion King is fourth uh, all-time animated grossing films. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that with or without an adjustment for inflation? And does that or does that not include the re-release a couple oh years my ago? God. So this is just the the money that it's made all time. Re releases typically count on this box office mojo list, but I just want to make the point. First of all, Aladdin is only thirty third, so clearly, Aladdin made zero dollars. Clearly, like, someone made a terrible decision. No, 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 no. It just it didn't okay. have it. It didn't have right. a chance in the where past. Where are you going? But here's this? where I'm going. Here's where I'm yeah. going. So Toy Story three is fifth, uh-huh. which is surprising. It's behind Finding Dory, Shrek two, The Lion King. And then you get Finding Nemo. And then number eight is The Secret Life of Pets. Mm-hmm. And oh, the yeah. sequel is coming out. I almost, this is in my like, it'll be fun to see movies, but it's not most anticipated. But The Secret Life of Pets made um, $368 million just three years ago. So this, uh, that's a chance to have a big, maybe another $300 million 
animated film. There's a lot of movies in the mix and a lot of animated movies in the mix this year that makes it an interesting conversation, I think. I just think it's not going to perform as well as its predecessor did, and there are way more animated movies out this year. Yeah, that seems, so I don't think that it's, seems likely. I don't think it's going to be the movie that kid parents are like, we can just take them to this for a couple hours and, you know. But then again, right, Because like, they're going to yeah. want to see one of the other animated movies, mostly Toy Story or The Lion King. Lion King, yeah. But then again, Despicable Me is like 23rd, Despicable Me 3 is mm-hmm. 20th, but Despicable Me 2 is 9th. So sometimes these animated sequels, but not by virtue of being a better movie than the original, sometimes they just make a lot of money, you know, depends on the merchandising and it'll be interesting to see where the families do end up. All right. Uh, Let's talk about one last category. Okay. And this is, uh, is there, what movie do we think is going to be a surprising hit this summer? One that's maybe not getting a lot of buzz or is being met with some skepticism or just hasn't really been in the conversation so far. Uh, that we think is maybe going to be surprising us uh, by its box office total, uh, or you know, overall at the end of the at the end of the year. I'm going to go first because Clay made fun of my pick. <laughs> Sounds I right. think and Detective. I, yeah, and I agree okay. with you, Jr. So go ahead. I think Detective Pikachu is going to make way more money than anyone thinks it's going to. It looks funny. It looks funny. Pokemon is huge. Who doesn't like Pokemon? And Ryan Reynolds is. Also huge right now. Who doesn't love so, Pikachu? Wait, yeah, Ryan Reynolds is in Detective Pikachu. He's the voice of Pikachu. Oh, okay, interesting. Uh, I I literally had never heard of that until you guys were entering it. So again, I'm kind of out of the loop. I haven't been seeing. Like if if I don't see movie trailers during hockey playoffs, I probably haven't seen it in the last <laughs> four months. I haven't seen anything. So. This is why I like playing this game with you, Clay. I know. I used what to be so on hockey playoffs. <gasps> you take that back. You revoke your Chicago card. Oh, uh, no, that's right. You yeah. wouldn't know about the hockey playoffs. Uh-huh. <laughs> Chicago burn. Whatever. Um, so, Kathy, are you are you saying that you're copying JR in your pick? Yeah. I mean, I we've been watching, and the trailer has popped up here and there, and we've watched it, and I thought, oh, that's. When it first, when I first heard about this movie, I thought that is the most ridiculous thing. I can write a screenplay. <laughs> that's that's the kind of movie. That's the feeling. That's what it sounded like, right? Like Absolutely. it's one of those like, how do these, how do these movies and scripts get greenlit? How, who thought this was a good idea? And then, and then I saw the trailer and I thought. Oh my God, my boys are going to want to watch this, <laughs> and every single one of their friends will want to watch this because it looks ridiculous. But it's it's Pikachu, and they all grew up with Pokemon and Pikachu, and they're old enough to enjoy the humor. Yeah, I I, I will probably not go see it, hmm. but I. What if you hear it's great? Um. Maybe if I can catch it on five dollar Tuesdays, I, it's it's just one of those like for me going to see and spend the movie and uh, money and time to go see a movie in the big on the big screen. I'm making all sorts of little like choices. Sure. And for me, it's like okay, well, if I go to two movies, that's like foot reflexology. I'm going to go to foot reflexology. <laughs> so I think the other thing about Detective Pikachu is that it is rated PG, 
which means it's going to have a pretty low bar for kids to be able to go see it. Oh, yeah. The, the, um, the middle schoolers are going to eat it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I Again, I just I wouldn't be surprised if this movie should have been on some of our biggest grossing lists mm. at the end of the summer. Yeah, and and who could have predicted that a Pikachu movie will do that? I, you know? d- I am not so. predicting that a Pikachu movie will do that. Well, what do you think then, Clay? Well, you know, I, I guess I'd be real surprised if Hustlers did it. But um, I was going to say Secret Life of Pets too. I don't know if that counts enough as a surprise because it is an established, you know, it did well. So I'm going to go with a movie that I just absolutely will never, ever, <laughs> ever want to see. It's called A Dog's Journey. Yes, I've seen the trailer. Sorry. Unfortunately, I've seen the trailer too. Uh, Kathy, you know, it's it looks like it's dog cry porn. It's Marley and me all over again. <laughs> yes, which I Maybe. did not it's see It's worse. Either. It's like reincarnate. It's like... It's like generic casserole spirituality with a dog thrown in the middle of it. Yeah, but at least with a casserole, you can make it sort of better by adding like <laughs> spice hot sauce and seasoning. Yeah, and, and Josh hot Gad. sauce. No, but but yeah, I know they what added you're saying about a dog's journey. I can see a bunch of people. <laughs> so I mean, I'm gonna just say it. If you watch the trailer to a dog's journey and it looks like your kind of film. Definitely go enjoy it. I think there are, I think I'm calling it a surprising hit because it will surprise me how many people will actually go see this <laughs> on purpose. So and, I will like pay money and say one ticket for a dog's journey, please. <laughs> yeah. And then, then they'll be at work. I'll be at, I'll be at the corporation. I'll be doing my consulting thing. And sure enough, I'll be trying to, you know, connect with the client and someone somewhere will say, I didn't see any of the 15 great movies this summer, but I saw a dog's journey and it was so good. And I'm going to so just, good. I had to take my do- mom slash kid slash dog to go see it. <laughs> so Kathy, even for you who loves, this is us. You do not feel this is a summer replacement for all <laughs> no. of that crying. No, not at all. Okay. And so. It, it's it's so low on the list. Like sometimes, you know, um, our family goes on vacation and we'll have a night where we're like, Hey, let's, let's go catch a movie and it'll be some random movie, whatever show is available, right? For whatever movie that we can get. If this is the only movie available, no, it just, it does not, (laughs) I'm not interested at all. Oh, very fair. So yeah, that will be a surprising (laughs) hit to all of us. It sounds like, and just a quick shout out. There is a movie coming out this summer called the professor and the madman. It will probably not be a huge release, but that's a really good book. It's an adaptation based on, um, the creation of the Oxford English Dictionary and Ooh. how basically over a 25-year period, a man in an asylum, unbeknownst to the editor of this ambitious project, um, helped write a large part of the dictionary that we still have today. It's a really good book, and it's years later going to be this movie. I wonder if it'll be any good, but something to look for. So Matt said that his surprising hit is Dora and the Lost City of Gold. <laughs> um, I would be surprised if that is a hit. I don't know. All those kids that watched Dora five years ago are old enough is, to enjoy hasn't Dora been off the Dora now. Like ever? Or is she still a know. thing? I don't even know. I don't know. I have no idea. All the parents out there are like, come on, you guys don't know. Um, I just thought it was weird that Gary Busey is playing Boots. <gasps> what? Ooh. Is that for oh, real? No, I made that up. That's, oh. that's false. <laughs> now, Jake Busey, I could believe. Ew. <laughs> but I think... Um, Jake, Gary Busey would be a swiper. Uh, no, swiper. What's, uh, I think Danny Trejo is in the movie for real. That's amazing. He's probably swiping. It would be great. 
Okay, so oh, wow. there are our picks. Uh, we have named what we think will be the second, third, and fourth highest grossing films behind Avengers Endgame. We've picked our biggest predicted bomb. We've shared our most anticipated and what we think will be a surprising hit. And now it's time for you at home to play along and certainly share your picks. We'd like to hear what you're thinking about the upcoming slate. JR, how could they share those thoughts with us? Should, should they like to? Facebook.com slash the fascinating podcast, uh, fascinating podcast.com in the show notes for this episode or on Twitter.com using the hashtag fascinating. 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 Uh, yeah, I, if you would like to bag on Clay for putting Aladdin in his top three, please feel free. Um, <laughs> just saying. It's okay, Clay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pile on. You don't but have to play at the, funny. at the end, at the end of this season when I win again. I'm going to sing I Can Show You the World, and I'll expect you to do the Jasmine parts. Uh, I've always done the Jasmine parts. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even know. Okay, Uh, let's talk about what's fascinating us this week. So Avengers is going to be three hours. When are you seeing it, Kathy? We're recording this again on Wednesday. It opens tomorrow. By the time listeners are hearing this, it will have been over the weekend. So are you seeing it this weekend? We're going to see this uh, Thursday night at 10 (laughs) o'clock. That's when we're seeing it. (laughs) So Elias has school the next day. Peter oh needs goodness. to go into the office and I will wake up to get Elias out the door and I will probably go back to bed. <laughs> Wait, you're going to a three hour movie at 10 p.m. Yes, we are. But Clay, I don't think you're taking into account the fact that trailers are 20 minutes easy. Yeah. Yes, we are going Thursday night. We are. Well, this is family time. Yeah, but it's so late. It doesn't matter. I would fall Play, asleep. Talking like that, you're never going to make it to Velocipest. I would, I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried. I'm going at 5.30 on Saturday. That's, that's about oh, my Oh, yeah. My so space. what I'm fascinated about is, and the, the link will be in the show notes, there's a guide to potty breaks during Avengers. And so there, there's no, um, no spoilers in this article, but it just kind of gives you a sense of timing and uh, around what you won't really need to miss. So if you're going to go, you already know what's happened and you understand the franchise, you understand what the story, what we're anticipating the story to be. So it's not like anything will be a surprise. So I did read the article because I'm trying to decide whether or not I'm going to just dehydrate myself and not worry about having to go to the bathroom during a three-hour movie. And I normally don't sit and eat popcorn and drink soda during a movie. So that the hardest movie to not go to the bathroom through ever uh-huh. was easily Titanic because after, you know, it was, it was so long, <laughs> right. you drank that super tub of liquid and like right when you kind of had to go, it was nothing but water for like an hour. <laughs> that was a tough one. So yeah, that's what's fascinating me is trying to decide how this is all going to work because, and it is because it's, we're going to see it at 10 o'clock at night. So we will have had dinner and I like to have a little ice cream or something. So (laughs) yeah. Well, that'll be a a good status update on that one. Yeah. (laughs) My pick this week. I mean, I'm literally only watching three things these days. It's either um, game of Thrones, Barry or hockey. So, um, the one other thing we snuck in, though, finally, was Our Planet. So I alluded to this back in October, I think, when it was announced that Netflix was going to release this. 
And I am obsessed with the nature shows from the BBC, everything from Blue Planet to Planet Earth to Life. I love them all so much. This one is the next step, the next level. It's David Attenborough. But this one like comes at you right between the eyes. Um, I cannot express how great the cinematography is, but the writing is really powerful. And so this one is showing the planet in a really dynamic way, but it very much is, it's one of the best explainers. Like Jen and I have watched two episodes so far and like, you know, the polar ice caps, these phrases that are kicked around in the culture wars, but Mm -hmm. you know, if you're not a scientist, you don't really understand what they mean. They do such an incredible job of explaining clearly um, demonstrating visually and and dramatically interpreting the impact and the meaning, um, you know, of, of, of what the reality is for our planet and how it ties to us. But it's not like in a preachy way at all designed to make you like, it's not like Avatar, right? It's, um, it, it's just really, really well done. And the visuals are unlike anything I've ever seen in nature documentary. So... Our Planet, narrated by Attenborough, so, so good on Netflix. Watch it. Don't flinch. If you get through the first two episodes, you get through it all. But um, the first episode's beautiful. The second episode's a little hard. But it's really, really important. And it's so good. So good. That's my pick. Nice. Uh, Well, my pick this week is a TV show that's only on YouTube Premium, which I only have YouTube Premium because I have Google Play Music subscription. That's my music subscription service. And they throw in YouTube Premium, so I'm not going to complain about that. But it's Cobra Kai Season 2. This is the direct sequel to the original Karate Kid franchise, and it stars both, uh, uh, both of the main both of the main guys, Johnny and uh, Daniel Lawrence, uh, reprising their roles. Uh, but they're old. They're old. They're middle-aged, entitled white men now who are like fighting each other to see who can still be the most manly. Uh, so it's 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 a very tongue-in-cheek commentary on toxic masculinity and like what it means to be like cool and tough and all that kind of stuff. And um, it, I, it's actually really great. Like, and season two just came out. I've seen the first three episodes of it and it's, it's just a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm, I was really impressed with how the first season wrapped itself up and I'm hoping that they can keep the momentum in season two. So um, yeah, it's, it's really, really fun. Nice. Surprisingly, there's no, like, I fully understand that I just described a TV sequel to the karate kid. Like, <laughs> Way, way, way too late. There is no reason this show should be good, but it's great. Uh, so I think you can watch the first episode or two of the original season on YouTube for free if you want to check it out. Um, and, of course, if you if you use Google Play Music like I do, then that that's already included. So, yeah, that's Cobra Kai season two. Okay, that's uh, – oh, go ahead. No. Okay. Uh, that is our show Well, there is today. one important thing to say. JR. Yes. This is a big date in the history of this podcast. <laughs> it is a big date. Why is that, Clay? Um, it is the one year anniversary since our friend and my spiritual advisor, Kathy Gung, has joined us on this. Really? Show. Is it really? It <laughs> is? It is? I thought I thought it was after summer. Is isn't that Am I ma- no, it's Kathy's wedding anniversary, Clay. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, I got that. So I got that totally uh, listeners, mixed up. in the show notes, in the show notes, it says it's Kathy's anniversary. Well, we were texting about it too. I thought we were talking about when Kathy joined <laughs> us. What? I mix. I miss Kathy. That happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, Kathy, yes. you've been married for a while. Yes, a few years. Yes, and you write about it. And every I year. love. I d- I love this post that you have. Twenty six things you've learned from being married for twenty six years. Yeah, I don't and remember I wonder, when I started that, but yeah. I wondered if you would just share a couple of your favorite nuggets. We'll post the link in the show notes so folks can go read it if they haven't already. Uh, but what are a couple of like your favorite nuggets, or maybe ones that you've gotten the most resonance with with readers? Um, I so I started this. I don't remember how many years ago, and then just kept it up by creating a new list as opposed to just adding one new thing at the end. And I don't look back at the year prior. So that's how like I just sit down the night before the anniversary and I just start thinking, oh, what have I learned? And comes to mind. Yeah, I know. So and then uh, so the thing that I get a lot of traction around is um, I mentioned sex in my list, which should not surprise people. If you've been married for 26 years, that's a part of your life in married life. I know it's weird. Um, And it's also weird because Peter and I both grew up in the evangelical church tradition. So actually, we didn't learn a lot about sex. Um, before we got married, except that it's bad and you shouldn't have it before you get married. And then when you get married, you're supposed to love it or not love it. it you're, you're supposed to have sex to have babies. That's what we learned. So I mentioned that and I get traction around that. And then um, another thing that we both remember hearing a lot is the do not let the sun go down on your anger marriage advice. Mm-hmm. And I say, Bad words. <laughs> um, I, I, I say that doesn't work. That doesn't work because people have to go to work in the morning. And so you can't stay up all night so that you don't let the sun go down on your anger. Um, I tell people I have learned that sometimes you just need to make peace enough to say we're going to not fight about this tonight. We're going to go to bed Uh, because we love each other and we have jobs to go to and things to do in the morning. And then we're going to pick up this argument or discussion or disagreement, whatever you want to call it, uh, tomorrow, maybe at dinner or maybe over the weekend when we have more time or maybe with our marriage therapist. I don't know, whatever works for you. But I tell people, yeah, that, that advice about like, don't let the sun go down on your anger. (laughs) That's a bunch of bull. Um, that that generally doesn't work for like the bigger arguments and fights that couples have because you're just going to be up all night and then you get tired and cranky and how are you supposed to say I'm sorry? So yeah, that's what happens when biblical wisdom comes from somebody who never had to get up for work in the morning. It's <laughs> a good point. Yes. Yes. I'm once so. again confident in you as my spiritual advisor as I decide whether or not to see Velocipaster at midnight in a fortnight. Uh, well, as uh, longtime listeners know, Clay is very susceptible to social media peer pressure. <laughs> so if listeners want to weigh in and publicly shame him into attending this midnight showing uh, next Friday with me, please let us know. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, it, please make sure you do check out Kathy's anniversary post. It's fantastic. And we'll put it, the link in the show notes at face uh, face. Well, we'll put it at facebook.com slash fascinating podcast, but also in the show notes at fascinating podcast.com. Uh, make sure you weigh in with your summer movie picks as well. Uh, this has been episode number 224, our summer movie preview. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Until then, take care of yourselves out there. Thanks for listening and uh, see you soon. Firmly and cheap, it appears. So, like, they might have a viral smash on it.